0: Hello, this is Christy Painter and this is Apollo and I. This is our first official podcast of the season. And I thought it was very appropriate to really dive deep into some of the real estate trends that we will be seeing and experiencing this year. As we all know, this year has, is going to be monumental and new things. And it's important to keep on top of what's going on in real estate. And our home is a very important investment. It's also important to Just keep a pulse on what's going on and and ensuring that your home is an asset and you are in a really good strong financial situation so one of the highlights of this year is low interest rates and this is actually a really interesting sub market because there's lots of things that going to put the interest rates and it's beyond the scope of this podcast to really go incredibly deep. However, all economic indicators are that until 2023, we will be experiencing historic low interest rates. And there's many, many factors that will fuel that. However, what does that do for the real estate market? Well, what it does for the real estate market is it really opens doors for lots of different kinds of movement in the market. For example, first-time homebuyers. We're going to see a lot more first-time homebuyer programs coming in this next year, with possible there's some talk of some tax uh, breaks for first-time home buyers and down payment assistance programs, will more than likely have more funding available to help to help first-time home buyers enter the market. This also means that if you currently own your home and let's just say that the home that you're living in right now just isn't fitting your needs um, because lifestyles have changed. We have you know parents that are moving in with us, children that are moving in with us. We're homeschooling, our home a lot more, and our current floor plans may not be working so the flip side of that is we can sell our house really quickly I'll get into that later but because interest rates are so low we can afford a home that would be bigger than what we have now and in line with that a lot of buyers are purchasing higher at a higher price point because with the lower interest rates then we can have a, we can have a more affordable home at a higher price and still afford the payment The other really, really, really big factor this season, this whole year is low inventory. Uh, The last couple years have been very, very challenging for inventory. Uh, Once again, beyond the scope of this to really dive deep into all the economic indicators and why we're having such a low inventory but we are in a very, very, very strong seller's market. In fact, interestingly in 2018, we were starting to transition a little bit away from a seller's market and a buyer's market and then 2019 through 2020 hit and we're full swing in a seller's market. Um, And in a seller's market, it's very sometimes challenging for buyers because there's such low inventory, there's such high demand buyers are coming out of the woodwork and you're seeing multiple offers homes are selling extremely quickly um the market is moving in all honesty at light speed you go on the mls and one minute a house is active then you look at it again and it's pending um demand for homes is increasing and how we're how we're looking at our homes are changing i'll go into that a little bit later too uh one of the biggest areas that have hit our market as far as low inventory is over the last couple years, uh, there's not a lot of new builds. Uh, there's a lot of good things going on in the construction industry right now where we have extremely high costs for materials and that also is worldwide in the worldwide markets but we also have a shortage of, con- of really qualified con- uh, contractors to actually build the homes. So those are two really big ways that are affecting the uh the home new home sales and of course those are not homes that are coming onto the market and then you know we can't be remiss without saying you know the shutdowns the shutdowns do uh just disrupt the way the natural flow of our listings and how we have our normal ups and downs with our seasons um and so that that had a really big impact and it will still continue to have an impact if we do have shutdowns and um see how that affects it now what was interesting this time is we thought it was gonna have a slow start to to get back on track once once we opened up uh, things just shot through the roof Um, inventory kind of talking a little bit about inventory a very interesting inventory this year low inventory still gonna be a factor um, this year however we may see a little bit of relief coming in some unexpected areas one area is that some homeowners were concerned about selling with some of the issues that were going along um of course with covid and the shutdowns and what you know economically does it look like for them so some sellers were a little hesitant to put their house on the market now that we're you know almost out of the pandemic we have relief in sight and the vaccine's coming out um some homeowners are deciding that now's the time to put their home on the market and the other area that we're going to see an increase in home sales and inventory are foreclosures. Now, this is a very, very, very interesting area because the foreclosures of this season are not going to be the foreclosures of past. And what I mean by that is, when the market crashed back 2008, 2009, starting about 2007, um, foreclosures, their foreclosures were all over the place. Short sales and foreclosures dominated in some areas of the market, and a lot of people lost their homes. What's different about this time is most people have a significant amount of equity in their home. For example, the average equity a homeowner has in the United States is $180,000, and the average equity a homeowner has in California is $500,000. So, what that means is even if you are in default um, because of current economic conditions and the market is so hot, you can put your home on the market and still come out either even or ahead because the equity that your home has built up over the last couple years. So that's gonna help lighten inventory a little bit. The other area that we're gonna see uh, inventory hit is from t- from uh, property owners of rental properties. We're gonna see a couple different areas of this where we're gonna see the homeowner that could not sell a couple years ago when the market was not as hot as it is now and they decide to hold onto their home for a rental. And they were not receiving any income from that and they've decided you know what it's, it's time to sell so we'll see some more inventory coming in from homeowners that are have rentals and some land on, uh some landowners <laughs> sorry <laughs> some uh, some property owners will be wanting to sell their their rentals um, because now they can receive a nice profit for it so that's going to be a soft you know it's gonna add a little extra inventory into um the mix, and as far as sale prices sale prices are just going to explode um there, there's just no way that we can go around and not discuss this issue and um, we're expected to see 20 percent more home sales this year than last year and we're expecting to see in, in some markets an average three to five percent increase overall what this means is prices are just going to continue to rise and some some segments of the market will rise more than others and others will not rise as much as some other markets so you're really going to have to keep an eye on each micro market and and see where you are but this year is going to be a historic year um, as far as the home sales and one of the reasons sales are going to be prices are going up is because of the inventory that's so low um, we already talked about the foreclosures. Foreclosure rates are going to go up, unfortunately. So, if you see statistics, you're, they will just sound very, very overwhelming. However, as we discussed in the inventory section, um, a lot of the ho- homeowners will not lose their home to foreclosure. They'll be able to sell on the open market, which is a very good thing for a lot of homeowners, um, even though we will see a rise in the notice of defaults and the actual foreclosures, but the actual foreclosure, sa- foreclosure sales. I think we'll see less of we will see a little bit more of short sales hitting the market Um, for people that bought their home in the last couple years that where they bought kind of on the upswing of things and they haven't noticed a default um, they may not have had enough time to gain enough equity so we might we're gonna see some increase in short sales uh, coming on the market as well the rental market um even though we're talking more of residential sales the rental market is going to impact the real estate market as far as resale because with all the movement that's going around uh, the rental market's just going to go up prices for rentals are extremely high at the moment and inventory once again is very low for rentals but the rental market is going to see some overflow from the sale market from people that needed to sell their home in a foreclosure or avoid foreclosure. So now they're going to be renting. And we also have a lot of movement going on of people moving into different houses and different areas. So that's also gonna impact the, mental, the rental market as well. And then the other thing too, the one of the other highlights of this next year is People want to change um, how we're conducting business, how we're living. As we know, has changed and has flipped on a dime this last year, and the housing market's reflecting that. Typically, in the past, we've seen people move, you know, 15 to 20 minutes away from their the residence they have now this time around we're seeing people going one to two hours away from their jobs and reason being is they can telecommute and they don't have to be in the office as many times a week as we used to um for example in northern california a lot of bay area buyers are coming up to the sacramento roosevelt rockland area and surrounding communities because it's still an easy drive to the Bay Area. You hop on you know, Highway 80 or 70 and you're in the Bay Area very quickly, so they can still conduct their business and have their jobs, but live in a different area. Maybe they didn't want to stay in this city, so now they have reasons to move out of the city. So they're moving within one or two hours of their current working place. And that's huge because that's going to definitely impact local markets where there's going to be an influx of buyers that we haven't seen before, which is obviously going to impact inventory. Um, and then the other kind of interesting caveat to this is kind of behind the scenes in the land of real estate. When in the past we had different boards, real estate boards that had different areas. And now what we're doing this year, in fact, we're doing this new rollout for our MLS, is we're combining all the MLSs. So what that means is agents have access to other MLSs, which means if you are in the Bay Area, And you're moving up to rockland or roseville that agent has access to that mls and can put listings on it um so as far as the the regionality of real estate it's just become a lot smaller because we have access to a lot of things which is really good also, too, if you're working with a co-agent in another area, it's a lot easier to communicate with that area. So your buyer slash seller has a really smooth transaction. And, of course, in the changing landscape of the world, our housing needs are different. Um, life is totally different. The last couple years, I would say last five years, significantly, we're seeing buyers looking at homes that can support um, mom and dad moving in and what that looks like in the near future. Multi-generational is still very important. However, now we have, you know, we've seen it, but adult children coming home long more than we have in years past. Um, We're at home more, a lot. We are living in our homes differently than when we did before. And if you look historically and look at different floor plans, we can say, oh, this is a Victorian area where they had all the different, you know, all the rooms for each different functions versus the open floor plan of the last, you know, 20, 30 years, um, big kitchens, little kitchens. We've seen trends come and go over the years depending on how we live in our homes. We're seeing a change in that right now. And it's going to be interesting to see some of these new home models that come out in the next couple years and how their floor plans are different to accommodate our changing needs. Our families are changing what we, how we live, what we do, what we need from our home, Um, outside spaces are becoming more and more important to families, um, which is one of the reasons why buyers are looking in broader areas to find a home that has more outdoor spaces and also space for everybody to have their own place to do their work um so that that's going to be interesting to see how that how long that trend continues and that makes a big difference if you're buying or selling because now you're looking at your house a little bit differently and here is probably i'll end on this one as far as our highlights for 2020. um this is actually really exciting and i know we always kind of talk about how this last year has just been so challenging for everybody and it has been and i don't want to downplay that however everything really you know tragedy does bring out good things and one of the things that we're learning through all this is how we're shifting technology and how technology is becoming more and more vital to what we do real estate's always been an industry where cutting-edge technology is part of the industry I mean we can't sell homes now without technology but this year We're really, really going to see just some amazing new concepts in the virtual world for real estate. We're going to get to a point where the whole transaction is online. There are some states that are actually allowing online notaries. California has not adopted that yet, but that's probably in the future for California. Um, And just how we're looking at homes, how we're viewing homes, uh, and the technology that's going to be needing to that is going to be really fun to play with and just kind of explore the options and and see where it leads us. And now instead of, you know, going out to the homes, we can see it online and virtually. So we can really look through a lot of homes and, you know, say we want to see them and only see a few live. And then we can look through a million of them online and, and still have a convenience and get what the home feels like. So, and we can, you know, have the virtual world, we can walk in and there's just lots of really fun things. And the other kind of flip side of that is, for the actual transaction, uh, real estate transaction is extremely, extremely complex. Um, there are so many factors that go into it. Um, I remember the days when you just to have to fax everything. <laughs> it's like it took you all day to fax your paperwork over to the title company. Um, and now with the advent of all these new tools that we have, real estate transactions can be more efficient and move quicker. Um, And that's also actually impacting the speed of the industry because we can close homes faster um, because everything's online. We don't have some of the lag times that we had before and with some of the internal policies and systems changing, we can process loans, real estate transactions, escrows a lot faster than we could before. And that's going to impact the whole industry. So anyway, Thank you for listening to our very first full podcast. Um, I'm super excited to be doing this. It's a lot of fun. These, once again, are some of the highlights and trends that I'm noticing over the next year. Real estate's always going to be fun. um, And we will always, always have something to talk about. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. And I'll talk to you all soon. Thanks. Bye.